Hi, I'm Rhonda out of Anchorage, Alaska, inviting you to check out the Romantic Truth Podcast on Spotify for Podcasters. HTTPS semicolon slash slash anchor dot FM slash Romantic Truth. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Well, what we're going to do is um, I'm going to go and check the messages and give you my replies today to those that have uh, come in. Now, you can contact the show, RomanticTruthPodcast at gmail.com or you can leave a message anchor.fm backslash romantic truth backslash message and if the message is appropriate we'll put it on the show we like the rest of these other good folks well what do we have in store for today on this show well folks let's take a look here we have uh oh my goodness where do we start a guy who got his uh girlfriend she's four months pregnant and her cousin is going through her second pregnancy with this guy and he's upset because of Roe v. Wade being overturned a lady went on a date with the guy and he pulled his manhood out and expected her to pleasure for some unknown reason. Another lady was with a guy, his three-year-old kid, with this gentleman, and he can only keep a job only for two months at a time. And the last one, I believe, is because um, I had gone through them earlier and made my responses. Uh, the last one this guy um, invites this lady out on a date. And guess what, folks? He forgot his wallet. These people will never learn. Because they're still trying the same old tricks. More in a moment, folks. so wrong. Me and my roommate came up with a scheme to try something new with our boyfriends. We were planning to swing for the first time. We both have a rope fetish, so we stripped naked and our other female friend hogtied us with open mouth gags in our mouth, buttholes, and cooters for them to enter us easily when they arrived. There we were, me on the sofa face down, 
and she was on her stomach on the coffee table. Since they suggested a swap last weekend, we thought our stunt would surprise them. Our friend was going to video their reactions on her iPhone. They thought we would be working late, and they could drop by. The doorbell rang, and mutual friend yelled out that the door was open. She began recording when not only did our boyfriends enter, but several of their friends and girlfriends with beer and pizza. My boyfriend smacked me on my ass and started laughing. Her boyfriend tried to get the other people out the door so they would not see us. Our mutual friend continued taping us while laughing. Eventually, our boyfriends and Titus and we went into my bedrooms to get dressed and the party started with everyone coming back in. We both can only imagine the thoughts in their minds. This happened two years ago and we both have never lived it down since. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. Oh. Keeping it real. As Ice Cube and Chris Tucker said in the movie Friday, damn. Look, ma'am. Where do I start? Now, I know you intended this fetish to be something that was kind of just between the four of you. Well, the five of you, including the lady with the iPhone. But here's the thing you got to come to also understand. Even though it was two years ago, the shit was still embarrassing and it's still haunting you today. Whenever you're setting up something like that, you got to make sure it's exclusively for the person that you're doing it for. Now, I've been in some messed up and awkward situations. Not me personally, where I was the person naked, but where I've been exposed to some awkward situations. I told you that one time when my friend and I, he invited me over to his place along with another friend of ours, and we're going to watch the football game that Sunday. So we get in there, didn't know that the friend that invited us to his home had just had a knockdown, drag out argument with his wife before we got there. So we're sitting there watching the game, and all of a sudden, this naked woman, totally bare ass naked, not one stitch of clothes on whatsoever, his wife, came into the living room. And laid down on the couch and took the remote. My boy was upset. He looked over at us. Then he looked at her. Told her how disrespectful it was. And she nonchalantly said, fuck them. This is my house. Which was true. She paid the mortgage. She owned the automobiles in the driveway. And he didn't have a damn thing to say. And I'm trying not to look at this woman because my dick is getting harder and harder. Every every time my blood pumps in my head, my dick is throbbing like, doom, 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 doom. Had its own heartbeat. And I knew I had to exit. My friend and I, you know, we said, man, we got to go. And my buddy was like, yeah, man, y'all need to go. Uh, I need to talk to her for a minute. Yeah, no problem. I can imagine it was Vietnam when we left that place. We never got invited over there again, by the way. 
But we thought he had it like that because the way he was bragging, the nice cars he would drive, all the flashy shit he used to have, he said, act like he was the one balling. No, it was her. And here's the thing. She knew what her value was in that marriage. Without him, she could live fine. He needed her more than she needed him. After that, friendship changed immensely. Now, what I'm telling you folks is this. Ma'am, in your case, I know this was set up where you guys were going to go and experiment and have some fun together. But what you should have done with old girl, instead of her videotaping things for you guys, you should have had her as the coordinator to make sure that these guys weren't bringing a damn entourage to your apartment. Now, being that the expectation was that you guys were going to get off later, that meant that more than likely you were going to come in and they were going to already have a party started. Now, I can imagine how embarrassing it could be, for sure. But now, just think about all the other men now that have an eye pool. And for those of you who don't know, the object that they're talking about, there's this apparatus that people will use. It's called an open mouth gag. Like, for instance, when someone wants to gluck gluck 5,000 in other words without worrying about any teeth the woman will put that in her mouth and the guy will insert his manhood and there's a thing in her mouth that will allow his manhood to go back toward the end of, to the back of her throat without any obstruction so he doesn't have to worry about teeth or anything else Now, I found out about this particular device a couple of years ago. A lady was asking me, have I ever used one before on a woman? I was like, no, I never had any reason to. What the hell was it? But it can also be inserted in other parts of the body, from what I'm told. So that it cuts down on the friction. Now, do your research if you're going to deal with something like this. I'm not condoning it. I'm just letting you know that what she was talking about. Now, she's got a rope fetish along with her roommate, meaning that they like to be tied up doing sex. In other words, being stimulated while they're tied up and then having sex when they're restrained. Now, I take it that all this is consensual because they were doing it with the boyfriends and they went through the efforts of doing this. I can't stress enough for you men for it to be only consensual sex that you have with the woman. Even you might want to ask her, even though she may tell you it's okay. The reason why I say this, 
if emotions get involved, she doesn't like the fact that you guys have gone ahead your fun and you got to go home to get ready to go to work the next day and she wants you to stay. And you be on the road home and before you know it, police pulling you over. They're investigating a sexual assault claim. There you are. There goes your job. There goes everything. Make sure you get that consent. Now, this is uber embarrassing, of course, for the young lady and her roommate. And she's talking about how it's going to take a while for it to die down. Well, if there's videotape of it, it's never going to die down. There's going to always be somebody, ooh, we look. And then you're going to have to deal with those people that, sorry, especially those guys. Because, see, ladies, let me tell you something. Once when a guy sees you naked, there's a good possibility he wants to have sex with you himself. Whether you're committed, whether you're with someone else. It happens. Hell, I remember one time I was dating a woman in her 40s. Well, I tell you, down there at Newport Beach. And she and I thought we had the house all to herself. We thought her 23-year-old daughter was gone. So I'm in shorts, going downstairs, going to get me a soda. I get up the stairs. I look up. Me and daughter are eye to eye. She didn't have a stitch of clothes on. Just came out of the shower in her bedroom. We thought she had already left work. And I got to admit, I didn't say anything. She didn't say anything to her mom. We just kind of, and then she went on and got into her room. And I thought about her ass every time I was on top of her mom. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I ain't going to even lie. Because her mom and she kind of looked the same, had the kind of bill, same bill. And I'm sure her mom never knew where all that dick came from that night. But, <laughs> I know, send me to hell. That's okay. I'll take a condo between Stalin, Hitler, and Mussolini across the street from Castro. But, here's the thing. I have to be straight up about it. Ma'am, you and your girlfriend took a big risk, your roommate. And something like that, you, you got to plan it better. You got to plan it much better. Now, it's funny how you said that your boyfriend smacked you on the ass. And your roommate's boyfriend tried to get everybody out of the apartment. What that tells me is that you didn't have the gentleman. She did. She had the guy that kind of took the moral control over the situation. Your boyfriend exploited the shit out of that. I'm guaranteeing you he's the one that came up with the threesome idea or the orgy idea, whatever the hell you guys are going to have. And you're trying to accommodate him because 
you might be losing it. You see, a lot of times, fellas, some women will go to great lengths in order to keep you. And a lot of them think that sexual may be the way to do it. In some cases, it is, is it, it really is. In others, it's not. Now, what I mean by this in general is that sometimes when a woman feels as though the relationship is becoming complacent, slipping away, dying off, they want that reinvigoration in the bedroom. Now, I'm going to let you hear an excerpt later on in the show from a lady who was one of these uh, coaches for women. She was trying to be a female Kevin Samuels in a way. I told you these dating coaches, life coaches, they crack me up. I don't even like the fact that on Facebook I had to put down that I was a dating coach because they didn't have any category other than that for this particular type of show. I'm not a dating guru. I'm not an advisor. I'm just me. We have 30 years plus experience out there on the dating scene. Take it or leave it. I'm not sitting here trying to sell you books, trying to take you out on seminars or anything like that. Now, I'm not going to cut this lady down because she's in her own lane doing what she does. But one thing that I agree with her on wholeheartedly is that She's running into difficulties with these women, 45 and up, usually around 50 and up. Because, see, here's the problem, here's the dilemma for a lot of older women, just to change the subject a bit. Many of these women complain about not being with a man with a hard penis, hard body, and all this stuff. And there's a large demographic of them compared to men. There's in the neighborhood of about, I think, 23 to 24% percent more women in that older demographic than there are men. It's like 49% women that are over the age of 60 compared to 21% of men. And even in the 50s, the demographics are higher for women. Now, here's the problem. This is going to be what is called the fighting generation. These are going to be the older women that really don't know when to sit the fuck down. Now, we've seen that so far. In the generation just before me, those women are now in their 70s. I'm in my 60s. But see, it was a whole different era for them. They came into their prime during the 1970s. I came into my prime in the 1980s. Going into the 90s. I knew by the time I got to 2000, yeah, shit was going to catch up with me. But here's the thing. Many of these women made some poor life choices. Some made some pretty decent ones. Others had to cope with whatever they could deal with. And what you're going to find, just like in the past generation, are an influx of women who really didn't get the attention, who really didn't get their turn, 
in the spotlight when they were younger, whether they were married with kids, whether there was a situation where they just couldn't find the right guy and they always just had babies and never had the man. And you know how you can measure that, fellas? Ask some of these women if they were taken to the prom. What you'll find, women who were in high school age around the 80s, 90s, and upwards, you're going to find fewer fewer of them that did. Many of them will tell you, no, I was pregnant during that time. I had a child during that time. I had to drop out of school. So you got a lot of them that are trying to make up for lost time. And the problem comes down to many of them are frustrated. And they want the younger man, but see, as I tell you, older ladies that are in your 40s, in your 50s, 60s, dating these younger men, I used to be one of those younger men that women in your age group used to date. Not to your 60s, when you got to your late 50s, mid 50s, and up, uh, mm-mm, we're going to do that. But your 40s, late 30s and 40s, going into your 50s, let me tell you something in particular. When you start acting and looking like our grandparents or our parents, we're not going to hang around. You're going to be dyeing your hair for time and memorial. And what we're going to do is look at you, try to make that good fight. And then you got to worry about other things, such as some damn whiskers that pop up. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, you're going to be tweezering the hell out of them, getting electrolysis and all that. See, we weren't stupid. We knew when we were with a woman that was 47, 46, and she was totally bald down there. We knew you had that damn electrolysis because of the fact that you didn't want to have that gray hair that you're shaving all the time. We knew that. We're not stupid. These young kids know that. But see, here's going to be the harsh reality of the thing. Many of you are scrambling to get younger men. Even these two young ladies that got involved in whatever the hell they were trying to do as far as the swinging thing. They're sowing their royal oats now. Or back then. So by the time they get your age, they're not going to have a bucket list. Even though it sounds crazy, what they did is one of those things that's off their bucket list. They're not going to be one of these old women trying to be perverted at 50 or 60. One of them church ladies trying to go out and get some young dick out of the congregation. Oh yeah, they do it. I know plenty of guys that fucked old women in church. They try to come on to me. I'm like, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. Not interested. So I'm telling you, 
you're going to find that age appropriateness is going to be your friend as you age. That younger dude, you better enjoy the dick as much as you can. Because I'm telling you, when he packs up and leaves, you're going to be attached. You're going to be trying to bring him back, trying to get him back. But see, what these young men understand, ladies, is this. Somebody else had the best of you. They could never have the best of you. The only thing they can get is what's left of you. It's just like with these young girls, with these old men. The best of that old man was when he was younger. The vigor and everything else. That old man is going for that younger girl because he's trying to get the best of her. Before she gets into her first bad relationship, heartbreak. Where she started becoming callous. Angry at men. Signing on to activities that involve anything that is anti-male. hyper-feminist. If you got rid of the misogynist people and the feminists out of this whole thing, the ardent feminists, you'd actually have more people that could actually get along better. Because the majority of people are moderates. They're not extremists. The extremists are always on the fringe. There's a group of people that never get it. Constantly frustrated, perpetually frustrated. I see these women all the time because I was on TikTok and I was in this forum listening to these ladies in their 40s and 50s talk about men and relationships. All of them saying, I don't want no old dusty ass man. Like their pussy's not going to wrinkle. Like they're not going to have that bulging abdomen that they're going to be trying to get rid of for days on end. Like they're going to wear those body shapers for the rest of their lives. I'll go under the knife so much until after a while you don't even remember who they are. Fellas, if you're going to get with a woman, if she's an older woman, younger woman, doesn't matter. She must love herself first. Not fall in love with where she was, her youth. If she loves herself, she's going to also appreciate the fact that she's aging. That's a part of her growth. But you got to remember a lot of these women that are trying to go back to their 20s and 30s, many of them, they got other issues going on. No matter what kind of makeup, no matter how many eyelashes you put on, no matter what the fuck you do, it's not going to change time. You can wear as many wigs and use as much dye as you want to make the fashion industry very wealthy. Because you got to remember, ladies, a lot of you tell each other this shit about what it 
takes to attract a man. I've listened to many of the YouTube videos. I've seen many of the damn TikToks. You're always giving advice to other women about that particular thing. And a lot of these women have no men that are doing it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you don't have a girlfriend. What the hell are you talking about? I have no problem getting women. But there's a certain woman I'm looking for. And the reason why I'm looking for her specifically is because I'm in a point in my life where I know I got at best 20 more years of life if I'm lucky. Statistically, I'll be dead by 80. That's the reality. And I'm willing to live with that. But going forward, I'd want someone that's comfortable with who they are, as they are, in their own place in life. You see, your priorities and values and needs should change as you age. Now, if you'd have called me 20 years ago, oh, it'd have been about, yeah, a little physical thing. And then I'd be looking at the personality and all those other things, but I'd be focused on the physical side of it. But we all are going to change. We're going to age no matter how much we work out or whatever. Hell, I remember when I was one lady, she was telling me, oh, you need to exercise more. And she's telling me all this shit. And she had this sweatsuit on and everything and it fit real tight. When she put on that halter top and those shorts. Let the flare begin. It's all superficial. And that's what you have to come out of. And I know everybody wants to trend and they want to be popular and they want to be sexy and they want to be beautiful. We even carry that shit to our graves. Have you ever gone to somebody's funeral and they said, oh, it was beautiful. She looked beautiful. No, she looked dead in the motherfucker to me. No matter how much makeup, still dead. Can't come back. This is stuff we dress up. Now, a lot of people don't like my style and my delivery because I'm just frank, but I'm just living the way life reflects itself on me. Not the political correctness. If I'm walking down the street, you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell you, my fucking back hurts. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm fine. How are you? Tell you the truth. I think life would go a lot better if we all did at some point. But you put on your rose-colored glasses. And you go out there. You drink the Kool-Aid. To be politically correct. 
See, I really can't go in on these two young ladies with what they did. Because they actually, believe it or not, they actually responded to a suggestion of one of their man needs. He went to swap up. And so the women accommodated them. And I'm sure these guys have accommodated them on things they want to do. That's the way it works with couples. But the one thing that we have to also understand too is that as we age, we should also grow. We should also understand and we should also appreciate. And sometimes we forget to do that because we're so busy trying to fight the tide of time. Time is going to kick your ass no matter how you look at it. And what a lot of these ladies don't understand too What happens when that younger man goes back to his peer group, just like these younger women do with old men? Oh, I've had women tell me, oh, I don't even date men who watch watch documentaries and black and white movies. I've heard, I don't date men who walk around wearing polyester double knit. I don't date men that are in mommy jeans. See, a woman can tell a man everything in the world that she despises about him but the minute a man says something about a woman that he doesn't like all hell breaks loose so we look for a woman that's comfortable with the aging process in my life that I'd take back. I love listening to Romantic Truth and I told my husband to listen so he can learn how to keep me. I met this guy on Tinder and I was reluctant to go out with him, but I let my girlfriend talk me into doing so. He picked me up and we went to Outback Steakhouse, ordered the food, ordered the drinks, ate, and this fucker said that he had left his wallet at home. So to avoid getting into any trouble, I agreed to pay for dinner, and on the way home, this jerk of an asshole asked me for gas money. Don't worry, ma'am. Captain Saberho to the rescue from Simpville, your knight in shining armor. Now, dear, my question to you is, why did you ignore the red flags? That was before you went on the date. Your girlfriend had to convince you to go on a date to wind up spending your own money and being humiliated. There was something that you saw in this guy that you didn't trust or like right off the bat. You knew probably what it is, but couldn't put your finger on it. I get that. 
It happens. But here's the thing that I would tell you. When it doesn't feel right, don't go through with it. You don't have to. You don't have to please anybody. And I know you were trying to, oh, you're going to make everything okay with your girlfriend and you're just going to go and... No. Mm-mm. What this tells you is that your girlfriend also may not respect your judgment. Thought about that? Okay, take for instance, you've had some bad deals on dates. And your girlfriend now has lost confidence in your way of setting up dates. Now, I'm not saying that she has to take the full blame for this by no stretch. But this shows you how easily you could be influenced into doing something you really were reluctant to do. And it wound up costing you, literally costing you. You fell victim to the oldest scam that men use. He didn't have any money when he asked you out. Now, here's the thing. When I say he didn't have any money, he didn't have any money to spend on you. He would have shown up with some money not to go to jail, trust me. Because it would have been easier to pay that restaurant bill than it would be to bail him out. Because, you know, that's theft if you eat in a place and you leave. So, we have to look at it from this point of view. He sized you up. You already knew there was something wrong with this dude before you went out with it. You didn't know what it was. Or you might have. But whatever it was, it was a reservation that you didn't feel comfortable. Ladies, there's nothing wrong with you canceling a date with a guy if you don't feel comfortable about something he said in the throes of your conversation, even after he has arranged a date. He may say something screwed up. Something that may not be appropriate. Hell, I've done it accidentally. I was joking with a lady one time and I said, yeah, well, we'll go out on a date. And I said, I promise I won't do anything but ravage your body. And I was just joking with her. And she says, that's not funny. I said, well, it was just a joke. I didn't mean anything by it. She says, you know, I was gang raped before. And boy, when she started that, she went into a whole different world. Did I know this? No. Had I known this, I would not have made the joke. After she finished that phone call, the woman was in tears. I'm trying to apologize to her and tell her I didn't know. Well, you should have asked. And she just went off. You men are insensitive. I hate you. And I'm, oh, well, hate. So, I didn't bother. About three weeks later, she calls me up. I owe you an apology. I know you didn't know. Fellas, let me tell you something. If you're dealing with a woman that's easily triggered, because this is not the first time something like this has happened. I remember 
There was a lady that I met on a dating app. We finally started talking over the phone. And in all her pictures, she had her mouth closed, but she had beautiful lips. And I said, gosh, you should smile more. Oh, you're talking about my teeth. How could I be talking about her teeth? I didn't even see her damn teeth. She just jumped to that conclusion and ran with it and started telling me about how she had her teeth stained from drinking coffee and tea all these years. I said, said, you haven't gone to the UK, have you? Sometimes, guys, you will push a button, and ladies, you'll do the same, and not even know it. There will not be any kind of warning. And it's just that trigger. You touch that trigger, bam! Like the prosecution would always say in court. They'd look and see how many pounds of pressure it would take to pull a trigger, usually around six pounds of pressure. Now, what they would do to make that comparison to really bring it home to the people is I want you to think about five pounds of flour that you'd buy in the store and just add one more pound on it. And that's how heavy that trigger is. So, you know, the defendant did it. (laughs) They would come out with that. They would use those kind of analogies. Now, here's the thing. This lady had never met me, never told me about any of her sensitivities. And this is what I'm saying. Fellas, there are some people that are wearing their feelings right on their sleeves and you don't even know it. I was on a date with a lady one night. She started crying because a song came on. That song, Where Is California by Tina Marie. Broke down into boo-hoo and snotting and sniffling and up. I'm not knowing what's going on. That was a song of her and her favorite boyfriend when they were in high school. It broke her heart. This woman was 38 years old, still crying over that shit. Well, what more can I say? When you don't know something and they try to hold you accountable like you knew it, you live, and I had to tell you, you lived that life. That was your experience. I didn't go through that. So I don't have the same sensitivity, but had I known about the sensitivity you had, I would have been more cautious. But don't come at me swinging because something you experienced and didn't inform me about like I offended you. Again, people who are easily offended are much easier to manipulate. This is how a lot of pimps get these young girls and all of this other stuff, this illegal shit. Now, getting back to this. 
This is, as I said, the oldest trick in the book that guys do. And guys don't do this shit on a date. Now, I will tell you something else, ladies. There are some men who will do this if they don't like you after they've gone out on a date with you and saw, or they've been catfished. They'll pull this shit too. I forgot my wallet. In this case, though, I think this guy was just waiting on you to go and open your purse. I hope you did not pay for his gas. I hope you got out of his damn car and took an Uber or Lyft home. Please leave another message or write me an email and let me know what happened. Because you should have followed your gut. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes that's the way the red flag will come up. It may be subtle. And we like to ignore it like a car alarm. You know how those car alarms used to go off in the 90s? And then you had that old stupid-ass car alarm that used to tell you, stand back. It's like, look, cars don't talk. You're not scaring nobody, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What was this? uh, I think his name was Daryl Issa that came up with that uh, thing. It was stupid. I mean, it probably may have scared some people that didn't live in the hood. But people that live in Los Angeles, other places, they, that shit didn't scare nobody. And the thing was, what would happen when somebody's car alarm would go off? The person who owned the car didn't want to take their ass out there. They'd peek out the window to see if anybody was fucking with the car. Then they'll call 911. Basically, what the alarm did was let you know, hey, somebody breaking in your shit, what you gonna do about it? You know, it's like neighborhood watching certain areas. I thought you guys were neighborhood watching, supposed to watch my neighborhood. Now we watch them take the shit out of your house. We can describe everything. So if you need, if it ever gets found, we can go in and definitely vouch for the evidence. You know who did it? I ain't snitching. Uh, mm. Shit, people breaking in house, somebody they want money. And the homeowner looks around and says, shit, let's look for it together. We'll split it. <laughs> Folks, and ladies, in all seriousness, ma'am, you should not have let him pick you up. That's the first thing I'm going to hit you up on. First date, uh-uh. That would have saved you Dealing with him in gas, you could have paid for your sec- uh, your part of the food and left his ass there hanging for his. Ladies, let me tell you something. If you ever go out on a sketchy date with a guy and you're not quite sure, tell him up front. If you're not sure, if he's telling you money problems, money woes, say, let's go Dutch. I'll tell you what else you could do. You could do a couple of things that I did in the past. Lady I was going out with, or we had just started going, that was our first date. She didn't have any money because she was in between paydays. She paid all her bills and she only had like maybe 20 bucks left. Well, I had about 
five, six hundred dollars. Well, what I didn't want to do was to go and start out with a grandiose ass date to impress her and her feeling like shit with only 20 bucks. Now, some women would have said, oh, there ain't no problem. I would have, I would have gone with you and ate it. A man who's considerate thinks like that. So, what I told her, I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we go? There's a park in Malibu. We could overlook the Pacific. And let's have a picnic. He said, really? I said, yeah. She said, but you know, I don't want to really go to Malibu because, uh, you know, they got all the stuff going on up there. And at the time, they did have a serial killer that was going around there. So we decided to go a little bit down the coast to Malibu at this uh, place that's right by uh, Pepperdine University. And it gave you a great vantage point where you could see the ocean and everything. It looked beautiful when the sun was there and it was just great. So we went there. We laid out a blanket. And what I did, I broke my own rule back then. I picked her up. Now, Mind you, this was in the early 90s, so things weren't quite as bad, but they were bad. But you didn't have so much online activity. And so I picked her up, went to the grocery store, and we shopped together. I got a few things for her that she needed at the house. I got some things for me. We got things for our picnic. And I'll never forget what she said when we got to the checkout line. You know, it seems like we're already married. And in a way, it kind of felt weird. So we go on, we drop her things off to her place. And then we take our picnic items and we go out. And we had a great date. We literally made sandwiches, fed each other. We had cheesecake. You know I was gonna have that. We had cookie, we had, it was sinful the stuff we had brought out there. We had a wonderful time. And she told me, she said, you know, this is the best date I've ever had. I mean, I could be myself. I don't feel under any pressure. I'm comfortable. We get along, we had a good rapport. Like, yeah. And everything went well with us for about five to six weeks. She called me up one day and she says, um, got some bad news. What's that? I gotta go back home. Homeless, Wisconsin father was sick. She went back and her plans were to come back to California. This woman had five sisters and brothers. I think she had two other sisters, three brothers. Now one person paid one bill for her father and he had all this money put away in the 
Bang. So she had to go and literally take over everything, get her name on everything in order to take care of him. She and her mother were estranged. They didn't get along at all. Well, when it came down to it, she and mom got into a legal battle. And she said, you know, I'm gonna come back to LA, I'm gonna get my things and we'll probably have to kiss each other goodbye unless you're gonna move to Wisconsin. I said, nope, can't do it. She said, well. So that's what she did. So I wish her the best of luck. Never heard from her after that day we talked. Last time we were together. But it was a pleasant experience and I really enjoyed it. But one thing I'll tell you folks is this. Dates don't have to be so expensive. Really, I'm gonna tell you, the majority of the experience is the two of you being together. If your personalities work together, you guys could be sitting across a room and enjoying each other. See, the more diversion you gotta have on the date, the less interesting the person is with you. Some of you will notice this. Be on the date and you see that couple and they'll go somewhere like a concert, nightclub, somewhere loud. And they're not even talking to each other. Cause see, they might try to whisper, but they can't because the volume of the music's too loud. This is the reason why I tell you fellas, that woman that wants to go to a loud concert with you on the first date or some other entity, a party, something where there's gonna be a third party to take both of your atten- attention away from each other initially. That person may be uncomfortable interacting with a person one-on-one. And secondly, that person may not even want to be into you. They just want you for what you can provide for them. Ma'am, I hate to say it, but this gentleman right here had him a good meal off of you. Don't know if he got the gas off of you. But make sure you get the logistics straightened out in the beginning. What you'll pay for, what he'll pay for, If it's ever questionable, go Dutch. The economy date would be to go to a park or somewhere and you, the two of you can go shopping at the grocery store to get the items you need or your picnic. Summer's coming up, money's tight. This might be a good deal for you folks, but make sure the park you go to is safe. And I know it's kind of, ambiguous to say because what what do you call safe these days because now you have mass shootings everywhere but you want to be somewhere where maybe the likelihood is kind of slim but still you have that threat no matter where you go you could do something like that now some people want to go on nature walks and hikes 
The only thing I'm worried about with that is that if you're on a date with somebody and you're walking, you might get musty. But then there are some people that like those kind of odors and it's an erotic thing. I couldn't do it. If you ever want to get rid of me, ladies, I always tell you, the only thing you have to do is show up musty one time. I'm done with you. I don't know what it is. See, there's a difference between the way a woman perspires naturally. But I'm talking, that must that I'm talking about is that male body odor must that, that shit. Like that lady in Walmart was in front of me that day when she was taking those items out of her damn cart. And I know that damn cashier could barely stand up. Her eyes were glazed, looked like she had got hit by Mike Tyson. I was like, mm-hmm, she want to pass the fuck out because she know good and well. Everybody in this line and probably the line over next to us and the cashier next to us smell that B.O. And every time that woman reached into that damn cart, it was like another whiff of it. I was like, oh, shit. <sighs> my nose was telling me no. But my body, my body was telling me to run, yeah. That's what I should have done. You know, they talk about funk music in the 70s. She has funk music on her arms. Shit, after sniffing that, I was, man. I was hearing colors and seeing sounds. Gotta go, gotta go. I had to let you know that I have met a guy on Hinge. We went out on a date and there was so much chemistry. I told him about Romantic Truth and he likes the things you talk about. We are going out again this weekend. Dude, the condom busted. No cap. My girl is four months pregnant. Now her cousin called me saying she pregnant again and cause of that Roe v. Wade bullshit. She gonna have the baby this time. I ain't ready for this shit. All right, so let me get this straight. Just so that we're on the same page and in the same zip code on this. You're telling me that what you're saying is that your girlfriend is four months pregnant. Her cousin is pregnant by you the second time. And I'm assuming from what you said, the first time she got pregnant, she had an abortion. And you're pissed off this time because as you say, the condom broke. And now the cousin is telling you she's pregnant. And because of Roe v. Wade, you're going to be stuck being a daddy of two children that are related in the same family. 
Ding 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 ding. There's some deliberate shit going on. Ding 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 ding. You know, inbreeding is illegal in this here parts of the country. You done inbred, son. The baby's gonna come out with seven fingers. Look, in all seriousness, though, how could you be so stupid, man? Seriously. You messing around with her cousin. Now, I know the pussy was good and you went back for whatever reason. Don't know the reason, but I'm willing to assume that it had to do with you probably doing a little revenge cheating there or opportunistic cheating, whichever one. But now, the question you need to ask yourself, do you think this time around that cousin's going to tell your girl or your girl's going to find out from your cousin? Because, see, your girl's already four months pregnant, so it's already out there. Now, here's what can happen. So you know what your options are. You can go on and get two, maybe three jobs and figure out how you're going to pay both of those women child support or you can stay autonomous and live in your own residence and just send out checks every month. Now, that means that you might have to go back home because rent ain't cheap. Kids aren't either. You're talking 18 years, 18 years. So that means that those kids will roughly be about four, maybe four and a half months apart. So when your kid is born, your kid will probably be four years old and your, how could I call it? Your cousin friend <laughs> will be delivering a child. So you got that option. You can move back home, move in with somebody that rent will be cheaper so that you can afford to pay the child support if you're not going to be with either woman. If you're going to be with your baby mama now, the four-month pregnant woman, you're going to have to come clean and there's going to be a serious line of demarcation between you and that cousin if blood isn't thicker than water. Don't be surprised if they decide to, hey, you know what? Let's save on babysitting costs. I tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't we cohabitate and he pays both of us child support and we got a pretty good life together? That's a possibility without him. Now, it could very well be that she may even consider to save money. The three of us can live together and they might have some rules. You can't sleep with the baby mama. You got to make up your decision. Or maybe you guys may have threesomes. Who knows? But let's face what the problem is here. Your dick has roamed where the buffalo don't go before you actually went out and got yourself together financially. Let's face it. That's what you're overwhelmed by. And it just seems like you're one of these guys that 
Roe v. Wade worked in your favor. And now all of a sudden you pissed off because they repealed. Because you were going in these women raw. Oh, you like it raw. You like it raw. But now it's costing you. Ladies, I'm going to tell you something. As a man, before I used to bust a nut, every time I'd think, how much will this nut cost me? That used to cross my mind. This what came out. It'd be like a little cash register. Cha-ching! I'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, that's right. She's older. And she already had her tubes tied. Oh, she's older and had a hysterectomy. Even though I had my condom on, I was still worried. Because the one thing I didn't want to do, and I'll be honest with you, I did not want to get an older woman pregnant with the possibility of the child having some sort of special needs. That had been unfair to the child, unfair to me, and unfair to her. I used to tell all the women I dated, if you got pregnant, we're going to the Chinese embassy. And she's like, why are we doing that? Because we're ready to go and get them a passport to China. Yep. Gonna put him in a labor camp for 18 years. Father, why did you send me to that labor camp? Oh, it's a toughen you up. Keep you out of trouble. And when your ass came back as an adult, I could deal with you. Little discipline never hurt it nobody. Never hurt it nobody. I love it. But no, in all seriousness. You backed yourself in the corner, man. The only thing you can hope for out of this is that you can afford to pay your child support for both women and hope that both of those children does not have special needs because there's going to be a lot of medication involved. There's going to be a lot of hospital visits. There's going to be a lot of work. I just think you really didn't think about this. Your dick thought for you, but you didn't think for yourself. You're like, fuck my motto, think for you love. It was dick before I think. And you see what you got. Now, I'm curious to know about how long ago did you get her cousin pregnant the first time? Not like the first time, Shalomar. Like the first time, just like the first time, talking about the second time. Jeff Daniels in the background. Yeah, just wanted to know. But I'm telling you, man, you have put yourself in a bad situation. But I've given you your options. So now you have them. It's up to you to make the decision. So, what is your decision? You need a lifeline? Just strap it up. That's all I can tell you.
I will not allow another man to ever pick me up for a date again. We went out for sushi and sake. He was okay until taking me home. He pulled into a park down the street and pulled out his dick. It looked like a wilted hot dog under a 7-Eleven heat lamp. I fucking laughed and he dropped me off. Damn, a wilted hot dog under a 7-Eleven heat lamp. That's original. The only thing I can say is this, man, and I have to be honest with you. You dodged a bullet last night or whenever you went on this date. That man could have reacted in every kind of way possible. You left yourself so vulnerable it wasn't fun. This is the reason why I tell you, ladies, Never take, never let a man take you on your first date. Never let him drive you there. The reason why is so that you can have control of when you get there and leave. And he took you out to an expensive date. Sushi and sake is not cheap. So he expected to get some head with that heat lamp dick. But now, in all seriousness, ma'am, you could have jeopardized your life in that situation. And let's think about it. How much did he think of you? He took you to a park. (laughs) So what he wanted you to do was to give him head and then he was going to drop you off. Tell you to eat sushi, drink sake, and Suck dick and swallow cum. That'd have been a hell of a meal. So, let's think about it for a moment, ma'am. What if this man was some sort of deranged individual? That would have been your life. I know you're laughing it off now. And you were laughing when you made the comment to him from what you said. But here's the thing. There's some men that don't take rejection very well. And you can consider yourself fortunate, very fortunate. Because if he had any kind of insecurities, but he's probably been told that before. Not to the description you said, I'm sure. But this is how he treats women. Now you're wise to never go out and have a guy pick you up again. But you got to look at the reason why. That's because you're naive. Ladies, if you cannot have the resources to get to your date and he has to pick you up for some reason, I'm talking first dates now. You don't know the guy. Download the timestamp app from Google, Play Store, and Apple App Store. It's called Timestamp, T-I-M-E-S-T-A-M-P. Take a picture. 
A close selfie of you and him together. Cheek to cheek, face to face. Take a picture of the rear of his automobile with the license plate in full view. Do not post it on social media. Do not post it anywhere on the web. Send it only to a loved one, family member, roommate, someone that could identify your ass if they happen to find you on the side of the road somewhere in some woods in a shallow grave. Seriously. I tell you, you don't know who you're dealing with, especially online when you first go out on a date. You have no idea. You always provide your own transportation. I don't care if you got to carry Lou, Lou, uh, I can't get it out. Lyft, Uber, I was going to say Luber. Lyft, Uber, or whether you got to take mass transit, doesn't matter. Because you want to be in control when you leave and when you get there. Until you get to know this person a little bit better unless you're comfortable with them. Don't be naive and stupid. Same thing for you guys as I always tell you. That woman tells you, um, you know what? Why don't you just come over? Be careful. You could be set up. I told you about the show I watched the other night. This guy didn't even talk to the woman. They met on a dating app. Only thing she did was text him the whole time. Said her phone didn't work. Where she couldn't call him. Couldn't talk to him. And his dumb ass went on and she was sending him photos in order to try to lead him on. And she wanted to go out that night. Meet him that night. Come over to my place. And he bobbed and weaved and went around all these different uh, locations. But this individual did not give them, the person, the guy, their Google Maps location or their address, their street address. They just told this person to make turns here and make turns there. Trying to hide trace evidence of this person getting there. So the guy pulls up in the driveway. The garage door is halfway open. And he's still getting texts by this person. Oh, come on through the garage. And then downstairs, I'm in the basement. And his naive ass walks in there and does this. Only to be tased by a man wearing a mask. Yeah, pretty much was beating the hell out of him. Until he managed to escape. It could have been much worse. He could have been killed. You young folks. I'm telling you. Don't rely on that texting all the time. You want to talk to that person to see if it's who you're talking to. They're telling you to meet them somewhere. Uh, They don't give you an address, a street address. You're not meeting them there. Because it could be an easy setup. Guys, women set up men to get robbed all the time. That's a problem they have in many metropolitan cities. Oh, you come over to my apartment. You met her on one of these dating sites. 
You go over to the apartment. She's telling you to come upstairs. You come upstairs, her baby daddy or boyfriend waiting for you along with his brother, and they're ready to roll you and rob you. They beat your ass, take your money, and then strip you naked. And the sad thing about it, the apartment may not even be theirs. It could be one of her girlfriend's apartment. Girlfriend could be out partying. And let old girl stay there and she set the guy up. Now, fellas, you meet her in a well-lit place where it's just the two of you. And when I say the two of you, I'm talking about where you're somewhere, again, coffee shop, ice cream parlor, you know the deal. With the other people around, so you got witnesses. And it's less likely something like that's going to happen to you. Might even want to have her to drive her own car for herself. And another thing, fellas, be careful about having these women pick you up. Talk to them, vet them, know what's going on. she be driving down the street, pick you up. Oh, you know, that's my cousin. That dude gets behind you in the back seat. You don't know what he's got. He could blow your damn brains out. You won't even know it. No hitchhikers. You going somewhere on the date? Oh, that's my friend. Fuck your friend. We going on. But that was my... I don't give a damn. He's not on the manifest. But guys, I'm telling you. Mm -mm. Ladies, provide your own transportation. And ma'am, think of yourself as being blessed that nothing happened to you. But don't put yourself out like that again. It's too dangerous. Sexual arousal is a process by which a person becomes sexually aroused. Sexual arousal can be caused by a variety of things, including thoughts, images, feelings, or sensations. There are many different ways that women get sexually aroused. Some women get aroused by thinking about sex, others by feeling sexy, and others by feeling romantic love. Some women get aroused by touching themselves, others by being touched, and others by seeing someone else get aroused. There is no one way that all women get sexually aroused. What is important is that women feel comfortable exploring their own sexuality and learning what gets them aroused. This is a process that should be started as early as possible in a woman's life, so that she can learn about her own body and how it works. There are many ways to get help with exploring your own sexuality. There are many resources available, including books, websites, and counseling. It is important to find a resource that is comfortable for you and that you can trust. I am noticing that a lot of men, especially black men, are not into foreplay. Most of these men can't even eat coochie right. So they should not get mad if they get attitude. Don't get upset with me. I am just the messenger. Now, this is what you call a hands-off comment. 
I just want to say what I got to say. I don't want want to be responsible for what I said. Well, ma'am, I can't help if you have not found a man that knows how to eat pussy. I don't know why y'all call it coochie. Some women in the South call it cooter. A lot of Caucasian women call it cooter. Black women call it coochie. Panene for some of these other individuals. I've heard all kind of. Look, what it comes down to, ma'am, is this. A lot of men don't know anything about foreplay, not just because they're black. And I'm not trying to flatten this argument out just because of being politically correct. Look, I remember women back in the day, mainly African-American women, did not like oral sex. Nope. They did not like it. And a lot of black men went to women of other races because they were good with it. And let's face it, some of these larger white women you see these black men with, one thing a big woman can do, most big women can suck some dick, let me tell you. Now, of course, I'm not saying all larger women can suck dick, but here's what I am saying, ma'am. I'm not going to sit here and try to defend those guys because that was your experience with those men. But for the most part, I remember in the 90s, there was a lot of women, Ugh. Oh yeah. And then some of them would say, your dick tastes too salty. Others, I'm afraid you're gonna pee in my mouth. Others, oh, that nasty. And some of them didn't want to do that because they had an STD themselves and they didn't want to get gunnery in the throat. Let's face it. You gotta be like, come on, let's no, 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 no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So it all depends on the group. Oh, there's some women. Don't get me started on some of the sisters that cannot give head. Let's not go there. Dick feel like it been in a potato peeler. Incisors and molars be crunching down on shit, be <sighs> like eating some graham crackers. <laughs> it all depends on the woman. And fellas, you know you've been with that woman that had several rows of teeth. You smile, you're like, God damn, let's see. One row, two row. <laughs> then you had the other ones. That's the reason why a lot of you ladies don't know it. You know who's the most popular woman right now, especially in the South? And I got this from a couple of men that told me this. These younger women in their 20s that had to get all their teeth pulled because they were rotten. And now some of them are wearing dentures. Some of them are getting dental implants. Some of those young girls that don't have, that's right, Gum jobs. Oh yeah, they're prized right now. The more you know. But, ma'am, I can't be a customer service department for those men that you have been with that didn't like foreplay or 
didn't engage in oral sex. But I tell guys all the time, look, most of your work when it comes down to sex in order for her to orgasm, a lot of it's done, believe it or not, in the prep, in the foreplay. Because see, she's already there. When you get her that foreplay and she wants that slide in, it's not gonna take her long when she's ready for that slide in. And you know when it's happening. You'll be down there, and then after a while, she lifts your head up, she caresses your face, and then she lifts your head up, and then she goes and grabs your dick and then guides it inside of her. Oh, she ready at that point. It ain't gonna be long. But some of you guys just wanna pump and dump. You wanna get in there and you start humping, and you done bust a nut, and she's sitting there looking at you crazy with her arms folded. Was it good for you? I see some women don't want you to see their orgasm face. Oh, yes, y'all got some ugly faces when you have that orgasm. Some of you try to be so romantic and you arch your back and you open your mouth and you have that, uh, uh, and you're trimming it a little bit, uh, and then you grab the sheets uh, 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 and sink your head back into the pillow. Then there's some of you that grow an Adam's apple when you do that shit. It's like this big ass thing just moves in your throat all the way up. Like you're trying to lift something heavy. Oh yeah. I've been checking out. Making all kind of noise that we never heard before. But you know, fellas, when she lifts your head up from down there, if you've been doing the right thing down there, and she guides you in, it's like she's ready for it. She's starving for it. You know, give me the dick. I know where to put it. Grabbing your shit like a trailer hitch. It goes in here. And she'll be telling you, come on, come on now, come on. Wait a minute now. <clears throat> and fellas, when that starts happening, you had a condom on before you go in there. Don't stop and then have to under, no, have it, they're already ready. Cause see, at that point she is ready, especially if she's been masturbating a lot or before I'm talking about not when she's with you but I'm talking about you know where she's accustomed to knowing her body oh she knows when she's ready for that moment and she wants you in there now the thing is that some women don't give a damn whether you got a sleeve on or not they just want the dick that's where you gotta be responsible as the man and ask yourself, okay, do I wanna have any kids? Let me put the condom on now before I go down on her. So that by the time that's gonna happen. Now, some women may get up 
after you have got them to that point where they are and they may want to go and give you a little head before you go in them. Now, the reason why some will do that, they already are there and they know they want you good and hard. So when you go in, they could have that orgasm. And when they get that orgasm, man, you know, the one I'm talking about is that one where their knees are weak and they can't do shit. You could ask them for a million dollars. It's in the perk. It's in, it's in my perk. Just write a check. <laughs> they get exhausted. I mean, they are exhausted. Because they've been waiting for that one, even though they've been masturbating for a while before meeting you, they haven't had that deep one that they always fantasized about. Just telling you. Now, a lot of ladies don't like teaching men how to eat pussy. That's the reason why I tell you younger guys, if you want to um, start out the right way, you can get with an older woman, she'll show you the magic. And you know, they always say, you know, well, I got to show this young man how to do. Look, here's the thing, fellas. They're going to run across that because that's their ego talking. That's the shit they did when they were in their 20s and they're in their 40s now. Back then, giving head was a big thing. And most of you young folks are now out there eating ass, Andy Lingus and all that. Which would be unheard of for her. So, you could try it with an older woman first. And she'll get it down pack for you. So when you get with a girl in your peer group or a little bit younger, you know exactly what you're doing. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's some women that are wired differently. You could do all foreplay. You can go down on them. You can do all that shit. Suck the breasts, nibble on their neck, put your tongue in the navel, all kind of shit. And it doesn't move them one bit. Now, that could be from trauma. That could be from the fact that they're thinking about something else and it's not your ass. But they kind of half-ass want a relationship with you. So they'll lay there. And see, the most fucked up question a woman can ask a guy after sex, when she says, did you come? A little bit. And some of you guys, you crack me up right in t- telling me the pull-out method doesn't work. Cavemen knew that shit didn't work. I mean, what the fuck? You just finding out now? Mark Anthony knew that shit didn't work. Caesar knew that shit didn't work. Hitler knew that shit didn't work. Mussolini knew that shit didn't work. And you sitting up here talking about, yeah, that pull-out method don't work. That's because, one thing, it's not supposed to work. (laughs) Secondly, many of you try to get that last stroke before that nut come out. 
Another thing is you got pre-cum that's going to probably get her pregnant anyway. So you're playing Russian roulette with your future. Now, let's face a few things here. The woman will tell you what she needs in order to orgasm. She'll guide you. See, what happens is a lady like this one, she's frustrated because, be quite honest with you, she probably never met a man that didn't want to just pump and dump. She's frustrated. But here's the thing. If she got with a guy that turned her ass out and made her toes cross together, I don't give a fuck what kind of condition that man is in. He could be bald-headed with no teeth. She's going to pour love like it's coming out of a pitcher on his ass. And fellas, I'm going to tell you something. You got to be careful because if you run across that woman and you're good to her, that woman that's frustrated because she never really got a chance to really get that one good one. And you happen to be that guy that gives her that one good one. Oh, there's a lot of things that change. A lot of things that change. Start speaking correct English on your ass. Start stroking your hair. Gets up and makes you that customized sandwich. Honey, I got some ham in there. You want cheese on it? You want mustard and mayonnaise? What kind of bread do you want? What kind of soda do you want? Or do you want some wine or do you want a beer? Oh, I got MGD and I got uh, Erlanger. Oh, she'll get the customizing on your ass. And if it's real good, she ain't gonna fix you no cold cut salmon. Oh, no. Mm-mm. If it's good, let me tell you something. If a woman has great sex with you, her knees are weak and she all fucked up in her head and her feelings because you're the one on this one. Don't be surprised she go and get into the kitchen, pulls out something, and starts cooking it. When she fires up that oven or that stove for your ass, oh, she's thinking long-term at that point. Fuck your plans for the rest of the night. You here. <laughs> you might as well just go ahead and take a shower because uh, you spending the night, probably the damn weekend. Because she got that initial tension out of her system. And now that that has happened, she wants to relive that again. Now, she might not ask for it every night or every other night. But what she's got to do is she's got to get that out of her system. That going to the gym shit, that masturbating with them vibrators and dildos are not going to do it. She wants some good meat, 
but she also wants the affection. She wants that feeling. She wants that touch. She wants that invisible touch. He be playing that song. Remember that song in the back in back in the day they used to play. He was stroking, doom, 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 and he was stroking, doom, 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 doom. And see, here's the thing, fellas. When it's really good to her, she's gonna want you to stroke her real slow so she can see you slide in and out. Cause she's thinking, that's all mine. And it's going into the right place at the right time. It could have been at the right place, but it was in the wrong hole. I mean, wrong time. <laughs> but seriously, that's what's happening. And oh, she gets comfortable with you at that point. Here's the next thing that's going to happen. She's going to get up on her hind legs and she's going to be possessive. Oh, yeah. That's when she's going to want to know. So, um, when are you coming back? Oh, well, you know, I got to go to work tomorrow. Uh, well, what are you doing after work? I'm going to come over to your place and cook for you. Whoa, shit. Uh, <laughs> we just started dating. Well, you know, my man's got to have a good meal. Damn, well, why don't you come over here then if you don't trust me with your place? Because, fellas, there's a lot of frustrated women out there. Doesn't matter what race they are. They know they want a deep, good, hard orgasm. And they're afraid of getting with the wrong guy and being disappointed. Nothing's wrong with that. So they're selective. They're selective. And those of you gentlemen stuck with big dick syndrome, you know, where you're nine inches or more, really eight inches or more. Yeah, you're discriminated against by a lot of women. They're afraid it's gonna hurt. But it all depends on the woman. See, once she's relaxed, not so anxious, oh, she can take some dick. But she has to be in the right frame of mind and right mood. And of course, it always has to be consensual. Never force yourself on anybody. Don't have to. There are too many people out there that will be willing to be with you after they get to know you. So the only thing I can say, ma'am, is you're frustrated and you just need to find a guy that really does the right thing. And something else you need to do, ma'am, is quit expecting every man to be out of the box adept at oral sex and at foreplay there's some men out there yes you will have to teach them just like there are women out there that men have to teach the only thing I will tell you fellas is never let a woman with braces give you head that's all I'm going to say if you sing that song, baby shark, do 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 do, do baby shark. Let me stop. But that's it, folks.
I'm in a hopeless relationship with a three-year-old and her deadbeat baby daddy. He got mad yesterday and quit his third job in six months. I told him that I am not renewing the apartment lease and we aren't fucking until he keeps a job for a year. Me and my daughter are moving out, and I am going to take my time and find someone else to fuck. Now, I don't know whether or not that's a declaration of independence or whether that's a threat. <laughs> Ma'am, let's unpack this for just a second here. All right. He has left three jobs in six months. So that means that on average, he stays on a job for about two months. Now, the first question I'd ask is, how long has he been doing this? Now, you have a three-year-old by him. So apparently, for some reason, some way, somehow, things have gone well for three years and six months of your life that you put up with it. So now you're going to move out and you're going to find someone else to fuck. Now, that shouldn't be hard to do. So you haven't really done something monumental. You cut him off for a year so he can't get no pussy from you for a year. Meanwhile, you're going to go and sleep with other people. Okay, I get it. So after he's been on a job for a year, you're going to come back and then resume the pussy schedule. So you're going to have a pussy embargo for a year. Fellas, this is the reason why I tell you a lot of times when women cut you off, oh, their needs are going to be met elsewhere. Don't ever think you're the only game in town. It all depends on how she wants to play the game and what town she wants to go to. So, here's the thing. Ma'am, I think you probably need to... And look, I'm not running your life. I'm just going to tell you what I would do if I were you, okay? You left a message, I'm going to give you a response. This is what I would say to you. If I were in your shoes, I would be working diligently not to ever be dependent on him again. So he could continue his cyclical two-month, like the job, fuck the boss, I hate the company, I quit. He could keep doing that. And while he's doing that, you're taking care of your child, you're getting your career together, you're getting your life together. But see, here's what you can't let go of. It's that equity you've already put into the relationship. And see, I'm willing to bet you quit sleeping with him a long time ago. I don't think this is just something you just came up with all of a sudden. Now, I wouldn't be surprised you got him a side piece on the side somewhere. Because see, the one thing you got to remember, when you think you got the only game in town, 
You're just like being the smartest guy in the room. You're the biggest dumbass and everybody's laughing at you. You got so many options ahead of you here. You're going back and you're getting yourself established with your family. That's a plus. There are a lot of women that can't do that. You have the opportunity of starting over without it. Being that you paid the lease on the place, apparently, or have the lease, it seems as though, just by assumption, you're the responsible one. And you're frustrated with him because he's irresponsible and he's acting like more like a kid than he is a grown man. So this frustrates you. I get it. But here's what you also have to realize. You made the choice to be with this man. No one forced you to be with him. And I know you pissed off because people have brought that up to you in the past. And most ladies don't like hearing that shit. I made a good choice in a man. He just didn't act right. No, you didn't pick right. There's a lot of women out there that picked the wrong dick. Because they go for what they want, not for what they need sometimes. See, what you need out of a person is just as valid as what you want out of them. And one without the other leaves you at a disadvantage. I've learned that over my 30 plus years of being out there on the dating scene. I know what's out there. But see, I was voluntarily out there because I liked the lifestyle. Meeting new people all the time, going to new places. It was cool. And I used to meet women along the way. They used to say, I saw you at the other mixer. I'm like, yeah, you're going to see me at the next one too. Well, when are you going to settle down and find somebody? You know what? I'm kind of enjoying the moment. I'm getting a chance to meet people. And it's pretty cool. But that was me. That's where I was. In this situation, ma'am, what has happened? Let me tell you what you're experiencing more than likely. Relationship fatigue. Your relationship is going nowhere with this guy. You had a baby and thought things were going to change and get better. And the shit stayed the same way. With his two-month job having ass. And you see the same thing over and over and over. And you think it's going to change. And you thought that baby was going to make him be responsible. And it didn't. And now what you're looking at, you're three years older than you were when you started with him. And you're saying, oh, hell no. Because you know when you get to that 10-year mark. And fellas, those of you cohabitating with women. You're not married yet. And your relationship's going nowhere. And she's always trying to see about getting you to make more money. See about you trying to advance yourselves. And if she's doing that. And you're not. It ain't good for you. I knew a couple. He had a job in North of Grumman. Doing pretty well, making about 65 a year. The woman that moved in with him, they only had a high school diploma. And he used to always tell her about how if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't eat and all this other shit. She humbly stayed by him. She went to college, 
got her degree with the National University, I think, that one over there on uh, Century Boulevard. Then after she got her bachelor's degree, she went over to UCLA, got her degree in nursing. After she got her master's in nursing, she decided then, let me go on to medical school. By this time, she had eclipsed his salary. And he got upset. You going to medical school? You is wasting time doing that. And she said, oh, no, no, no. I wasted my time in this relationship. So throughout that period of time that they were together, she had progressed from being zero up to going to medical school. Well, he couldn't handle it. He was pissed off because she was more independent, made more money than he did, and could make decisions. So when he would talk about taking her down to Florida for vacation, she was like, oh no, let's go to Bali. And oh boy, did that strike his manhood. And before it was over with, he couldn't handle it because he didn't want to grow. He liked the way things were. He liked his job. And he didn't want to go back and invest in himself. They eventually split. She went on to medical school, got her medical degree, and went on to start practicing in one of the hospitals in Los Angeles. And wound up marrying the guy that she dated instead of living with this person I knew for years. As I tell you before, in relationships, people outgrow you. And ma'am, this is what you've done with your man. You've outgrown him. But yet, you're trying to not feel so bad about leaving him. But I think the premise, if I'm correct, that you're leaving him on is bad. Because if you're just going to have some extra dick on the side where you feel conscious free, you can get that anywhere. You need to be going and looking more for the future of you and your daughter. This is a good time for you to go and make inroads and get to where you need to be professionally, career-wise. Because once you have something to lose, you will always have better opportunities to choose. That's the way it goes. So you need to decide on what you're going to do. What you're going to do, what you're going to do. Because if you don't, I can tell you, The only thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to get back into that situation, be frustrated once again. (coughs) And let's take, for instance, you keep the job for a year. (coughs) He'll be keeping that job for a year for the sake of you and the baby. You'd have to force his hand. See, when a person takes on responsibility, voluntarily they do it with enthusiasm I'd be willing to venture to bet and this is a long shot that you were the one that decided to have the baby and not him probably thought that would make him a little bit more responsible that shit doesn't work let me tell you something 
An irresponsible man will run from responsibility at every turn. That's the reason why he's irresponsible. There is nothing you can do can, that changes, changes that man. No matter how much pussy, how much love you get him, no matter who you talk to, who he talks to, is never going to get to a point where he's going to say, damn, you know what? I had an epiphany. Maybe I should be responsible. That's something that has to come from deep within him. And for some people, responsibility is not in their vocabulary. It's just not there. They just don't have it. They're not wired that way. This is the reason why some of these men you meet, ladies, can't function with you. If they can't be in control because they've been patronized throughout their development and everybody around them patronizes them. So the way they look at it is, hmm, they can't deal with me. I don't need to deal with them. After all, they need me more than I need them. In other words, if he can't be in control, he doesn't have no part of it. That entitlement. And you run across men like that. They're used to having it your way until they realize that your way is not Burger King. But they feel as though it should be. So, what I would say to you, ma'am, is I think at this point, you can make the best choice for you and your daughter, or you can make the worst choice for you and your daughter. It's up to you. Now, take for instance, if this man does go on and stays a year on that job, what if he quits after that one year to prove a point? You're back at square one again, aren't you? By giving them an ultimatum. Some people will do that just to meet that ultimatum, just to prove to you they can do it, and then after that, <clears throat> they give you the big F you. And so that'll be another year of your life wasted. Keep calculating them up. You'll get up to 10 years, I guarantee. And by that 10th year, you're going to start looking at yourself and saying, what the hell am I doing? You know, I was looking at um, one story about a lady who started dating a guy when she was 17. They moved in together and lived together until she was 27. Had three kids together. And it was interesting what she wrote. She said that she was in the same space emotionally, financially, and educationally as she was when she was 17. She said the only thing that changed was that the level of stress and responsibility. But she said as far as her own personal maturity and growth, it was stunted. And her partner didn't grow any either. And she said what she started looking at was how she was disrespecting herself and her children. 
because she was at a point where she was thinking that I'm going to invest in my kids so my kids will do better than me. Folks, the reason why some people have children this is going rough some feathers, I'm sure. They have children because they want the kids to do better than they did because they failed as they see it. That's the reason why some parents live vicariously through their kids, pushing their kids beyond limits that they would ever go or ever push themselves. Ooh, but it's true. Some kids have parents that got nothing but C's and D's in high school. And now they're trying to push their kids to get all A's in every class. And the kids say, wait a minute, your dumb ass didn't make it like this. <laughs> and then what do parents usually say? What do they usually say? Don't do as I say. No, do as I say, don't do, don't say as I do. Had a George Bush moment. You can fool me once, but you can't fool me again. <laughs> that was delivered, folks. But yeah, in general, what it comes down to is that a lot of times <clears throat> these parents are expecting way more out of their kids than they expected out of themselves. <clears throat> And they try to push their kids to fulfill their dreams. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's not the kid's obligation to fulfill the parent's dreams. I used to see this growing up in Mississippi. My parents used to always tell me, mm -mm, I want you to be your own person. We're going to give you the template of what you'll need in life, but it's up to you to fill in the blanks. It's up to you to paint the picture. We'll give you the canvas. We'll give you the paint. I appreciated that. I didn't realize that I could draw and my mother and father couldn't. Hmm. I could take things I saw and no matter when I saw it, I could replicate it in a drawing. It's kind of strange. And I love doing that with the ladies I dated. Yeah, there's some of you out there with nude photos that I have drawn for, nude portraits I've drawn for you for the years. Not too many of them, though. Only about maybe eight or nine. But the thing I'm getting at is that you're tired, you're ready to move on. And you're just like a lot of other women out there who go through that same cycle. We gotta face it, the fanfare has gone away. You know, it's like with men, I'm gonna tell you something ladies. You know when you first get with a guy how he's all into you? And then after a while that shit wears thin. You could walk in front of the TV naked and he ain't thinking about telling you, yeah, get your ass out of front of the TV. 
Well, that's what it's like for these women in those kind of relationships with the guys. It baits. More in a moment, folks. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.